Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Angel. Today's episode is season one, episode 17, Eternity. Yay. I actually had um, already taken notes on this because oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I guessed it on Slayer Fest. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it made it it made it easier. I had a lot of work today, and I was like, "Oh well, I already well, watched I already this." So did I, it, I, so. <laughs> I watched it, but I luckily like had the notes, so yeah. I didn't have to like because usually when I watch these episodes, I watch it down, and I'm just like taking notes of the scenes yeah. and then my thoughts. And since it's already there, I just look over. I'm like, "Yep, I already mentioned that. Yep, I noted that." Anyway, <laughs> bunch of behind the scenes for our audience. Well, thank God uh, this, you do all that because I don't do anything. I just watch the episode. <laughs> our, our episodes are like, I think there, and then I think the scene was something like, <laughs> um, no, the this episode is the one where Angel protects a celebrity and uh, they kind of fall for each other and mm. he ultimately, yeah. <laughs> it's written that they fall for yeah, each other. <laughs> she's reaching, Your Honor. <laughs> and then we get a little Angelus uh, sneak peek in this episode. Yeah. Um, it opens with Angel and Wes trapped at Cordy's play. We're doomed. Maybe we can make a break for it. Impossible. Front exit. We'd be spotted instantly. Back door. Blocked. That's it then. We're trapped. We might try shooting fire. It's not technically a crowded theater. I love, I love the playfulness of like pretending like we're coming in on a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like this, and it is god awful. Like, no, it's really Cordelia bad. It's so bad. Here's, here's the thing for me. I was thinking about it while I was watching this episode, and obviously. I am going to immediately contradict myself with the path of Charisma Carpenter's actual career. But like that had outside influences that impacted her success, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't believe there is a single reality where someone who looks like Charisma Carpenter and is 19 moves to Los Angeles and doesn't immediately get cast, no matter how good or bad she is at acting. (laughs) You know, well, like there's no way she's not just in schlocky B movies. You can that, make a lot of money doing that. That's part of our whole thing too, where we're like, we are we just supposed to pretend that these aren't gorgeous people? I, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like we really have to separate the fact that like, but you're all stunning. This is insane. Yeah, I just like I very much go back to the the same place every time where I'm like, you know what you look like, right? Right. Like just walk into all like like take a day and and walk around all of the different like representation like all the different agencies and just like yeah. wait for someone to look at you and yeah. i think they'll be like i've got it you can go in this you can yeah. go in that there's so many people out there who like make movies just with hot people that don't yeah. have any kind of talent and it's also right. like something that you can develop once you get in the right project because there is not a, a single grain of sense that it makes that cordelia is in an ibsen play like no you know what i mean like absolutely (laughs) not like why isn't she trying out for soap operas yeah well it's interesting too because i think this the one thing that this season does great um is uh centers cordelia's story like it's kind of all over the place as we talked about where it's it's messy like buffy season one and it's got some good stuff for angel but it really follows the journey of cordelia from valley girl who wants to be the quick and famous yeah. to someone who has a purpose in life like at the end of the season she's like no i need to help people right and i and i think what this this one does uh this episode in particular really shows like she's not and i talked about it on slayer fest she's not nec- she's not bad at acting as mm-hmm. is proven at the end of the episode um it's that she doesn't really want to she's doing sure. what she thinks she needs to do yeah. and so like you have that element where she's seeking out plays like you like she's going to a play that she definitely yeah. shouldn't be in right and she's going for these commercials and she's just and she's talking about you know be, you know the in the previous episodes when she would go on the dates being the being the stay-at-home wife to a rich famous person yeah and it's like all things that are technically out of character for cordelia sure 
because it's like you don't want that you are so confident and know yourself so well but it's just like she thinks like i need to do these things until she realized no i need to do this which i think is a great journey to follow yeah i totally agree i however i will say i think in my opinion cordelia's acting career like were this a different show or if she were a real person cordelia's acting career would have gone the exact same as megan fox Oh, yeah. Like she would have gotten something stupid like Transformers, but she would have then pivot- amazing like Transformers. Well, <laughs> we're not doing Trevor Loves Everything right now. So absolutely not. You're like, let's not lose our audience. So she would have done something like that, but then she would have pivoted it into doing comedy, which like Megan yeah. Fox is so good at doing comedy and they are both equally stupid hot women. And right. so it's like, and I mean that like their hotness is stupid, not that they are stupid not, and hot. They're right. Yeah, you know, no, I got you. Leaving aside the machine gun Kelly of it all, they're not. Yeah. They're not stupid women. <laughs> but that's my that's my thing. That's the trajectory that I think because there's again there's no she has no business being in an Ibsen play like being in a doll's house. You didn't even read that in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Sunnydale High did not <laughs> offer a Russian literature or yes, or Danish or whatever he is, and so. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, you should be looking for soap operas. You should be looking for stupid B movies with like up and coming people. And so it just is really you're right that it's out of character because I think she thinks that's what she's supposed to aspire to because she's like, I'm hot. I I live in California. I should move to Los Angeles and be an actress. Yeah. And then uh, like second to that, it's like her only adult female role model is her mother who married Mm -hmm. rich and was a stay at home mom and or well. She probably wasn't a very good mom, but, you know, she stayed at home like she just was like a trophy wife, essentially. And so I think that's all she knows to aspire to until she gets involved in this stuff with Angel, which I just appreciate so much more. And is such a more interesting, like, pathway for a character like her. Yeah, I think it's really, really interesting to watch. Um, And then Angel and Wes are walking home with Cordelia. So what did you guys think? Well, your projection was excellent. Yeah. I could hear every word, and we were way in the back. Okay, so I was loud, but was I any good? You you took the role and made it your own. I do love the way they talk around. Yeah. Uh, how that like they're the way they received the play where yeah. Angel's like if I did I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it and she's like Thanks. you didn't though wait you didn't though <laughs> it's super funny and I do love there's scenes like like this and lots of stuff like there's a kind of compilation of scenes in Thirty Rock where Jenna is asking Liz how like her stuff was and we see like through the past where she always picks something because like Wesley yeah. is like your projection oh, yeah. was really good <laughs> and it's like. It's always picking something that's unrelated to the acting or yeah. unrelated to the performance. <laughs> and I find that so funny. Yeah. Because usually... The camera it, guy definitely pressed record. Uh, that was amazing. A hundred percent. It's so funny. <laughs> and I do love that Cordelia recognizes that they are like avoiding the actual question, right. but she doesn't push because she doesn't... I think... She knows. Yeah, she doesn't want to hear it and she doesn't want to make them say it right and so it's like it's a really fun little dance like an emotional yeah. dance yeah it's I, it, I love yeah how how fraught it is because you're just like she doesn't she knows that she did poorly yeah because deep down she knows she doesn't want to do this she yeah. didn't put any effort into it like she doesn't remember her lines yeah, she or didn't even memorize all of her lines right like, come like on. she's she's doesn't want to hear the negative from them and she knows she doesn't want to hear fake positives from them yeah so it's just kind of she i feel like she easily lets herself get distracted by rebecca sure yeah when she sees which is the next scene so they see rebecca and she's gushing about her and angel basically so this car comes and almost hits her and angel saves her life rolls up on the hood um and they talk to Rebecca. This is another Cordelia throws out the R word, which is a yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah it's I mean, like, it's, it's, it's slightly of the different. Time. It's slightly different context. Oliver Down, he doesn't know who I am. He's culturally retarded that way. Culturally. Yeah. Which, if I'm being honest, 
I wouldn't not say it about Angel. <laughs> no, you know. I, what mean, I mean, yeah. It, she she uses it in a technically correct way. It's yeah. still taboo to use the word exactly, anyway. Yeah. It's, but it's just in the t- in the time that it came out, it was perfectly fine. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of shows. Like when I, I think I was, uh, I think it got lost in one of our episodes that got lost, but mm. uh, in one of our recordings got lost where I talked about the OC the whole time. But oh, yeah, the OC yeah. is riddled <laughs> with things like that. Oh, where yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. boy, we can't say that anymore, guys. I mean, you couldn't say it then but now yeah. we're like a lot more aware of things that we shouldn't say we've been watching um, like older stuff and it's it like happens a lot in the older stuff that we're watching yeah. and i'm just like oh god like every <laughs> t- every time i'm like ah! yeah it's just like a little catch in your chest you're yeah. like oh boy <laughs> i think the thing is is like even in the year 2000 it, if i had watched this episode live i don't think it would have really hit me sideways at all because she is saying it so specifically and it, it it's not derogatory right but it is critical of angel it it was i think the reason that it also catches me is she said it before and she just straight up calls doyle that word yeah yeah like earlier in the season you went and in okay that case, like this is a trend yeah in that case it's <laughs> derogatory and it's right. like she's she's saying it in like a mean way yeah. In this sense, I think she just is like, that's our angel. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, angel, Wes, and Cordy. Oh, yeah. So they talking to Rebecca. Rebecca. So this is where they start the the Rebecca and Angel are into each other. They're just like, it's the thing they do on Angel where Angel's basically a horn dog. It's just, you throw an attractive woman at him and he's yeah. like, uh, uh, <laughs> like he's flubbering over his words. It's really and it's all strange. Like, it's, a, it's a lack of chemistry because it's just like, and sometimes he does have chemistry sure. with the people. And I'm not, th- not to say that he and this actress don't have any, but to have them looking at each other as if they are Buffy and Angel or Cordy and Angel right. or something. I'm like, we guys, this is not, you can't do this every single time. No, there's 100%, an attractive woman. A hundred percent. And it's so bizarre because it's like, she, I can, okay, I get it from her side, I guess. Like he, he's very handsome. Right. And also I think she's immediately drawn to him because he doesn't know who she is. Right. And she likes that. Like, you know, that's always the trope with famous people. It's like, oh, you don't know who I am? How novel and interesting. I, I yeah. love Her side of it, people. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. But for him, and I, I think it's part of the product of what we've talked about with season one of Angel the whole time, where it's like, it's such like a monster of the week thing that we don't like. Like, if she had been a character that was able to, like, develop a little yeah, I would kind of understand, but it's like we're again just in this one episode. We have to like rush everything at it, so it's like immediately we're getting these cues that they're like super into each other. And I'm like, they've exchanged three words. Right. He he also saved her life, so there's like an element of hero worship. It's right. just like you're not. There's no foundation for for this, no. and also we're literally never going to see her again. So I and I like you. To your point, I would be more into this happening all the time if it was women fawning over Angel because he is an attractive yeah. man. He is dark and brooding. He's mysterious. He saves people. Like, I get the allure. And I think it also would be add to the element of comedy that it's just like he has to fight past everybody right. wanting him and like just him trying to be this aloof hero. But the fact that he's constantly like, oh, and then just like puppy dog eyes to every beautiful woman. I mean, yeah. it also speaks to what we've said about Angel where we're like, I mean, he's kind of a horn dog. He's Liam. <laughs> he's, so. kind, he's kind of a horn dog and he's also kind of like, there's not a lot going on upstairs. Right, and so yeah. like, I could also believe that he's just like, oh, pretty girl. And, yeah. and has no nothing beyond that. Yeah. Cause it, but part of me is just like, we get to such a great place with Cordelia and him. Yeah. And it's like, he sh- if this is the way, this should have happened with him and Cordelia in the beginning as well. Like, yeah. Because they have natural, natural chemistry and Cordelia is gorgeous. And it's yeah. like, what are we doing, guys? So it's weird having it both ways. But anyway, that's what most of this episode is. Angel, Wes, and Cordy are looking at the paper the next morning. And Cordy's basically <laughs> like Mike Wazowski from yeah. Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the picture. Where? Right there. Where? Right there, next to Rebecca. That's my elbow. <laughs> I also love that Angel tries to play play it cool, like he doesn't care. And then as soon as they're like, "Oh, they didn't mention you," he's like, "What? Oh, uh, I mean, good. That's good." <laughs> 
and then Cordy has a great idea. Like he should be a protector of the stars. Yeah. Because he wouldn't be in the spotlight. He wouldn't mm-hmm. tell anybody because he's trying to be secretive. Yeah. And they have a shit ton of money. Like, what a great way to make money. And they're like, oh, Cordelia, you silly goose. Yeah, it's very like, if, if, first of all, it makes absolutely zero sense why they wouldn't be going after something like that. Because mm-hmm. there have to also, like, I kind of get Angel's whole thing where it's like, there's people like already in line to protect people like that. You know, like the thing yeah. he said with the gem and everything. But at the same time, it it goes very much to a place for me, like season six of Buffy, when she's having money troubles. I'm like, go somewhere and teach self-defense. There's absolutely yeah. no reason why you should be working at the Double Meat Palace. Yeah, there like, is money to be made with yeah. the craft that you understand. A hundred percent. But especially in Sunnydale. Yeah. Are you kidding it's me? Insane. Yeah. P- people will so- be lined around the corner yeah. to learn to stay safe in Sunnydale. Absolutely. Um. Rebecca and Angel. Rebecca comes and she goes into Angel's office. Um, there's something interesting. The music in the scene um, really made me kind of sit back watching it, especially since I had only I had recently watched it. Now I'm like, it's funny. Like we're watching critically, and so we're looking at things a lot differently yeah. than usually when it's in the background. And now I have like this other layer where I watched it and took notes, and now I'm like looking past those notes. <laughs> and so I like sat sat back with the music playing in the scene, and I was like, man, I really love the vibe mm. of the music in Angel. Like, yeah. Obviously, the big orchestral stuff is really fun, and I love, but just there's something sweet um, and different about the uh, the softer music in Angel. I love the music in both, but something about the scene, I was like, I really like what they're doing. They're really setting a different feeling with this show. Yeah. In every aspect. I um, actually, I prefer the credits music on Angel to the credits me, music. Me, 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 me. I love it. And it also, it, well, it's a cello, which is beautiful. I love cello yeah. music. And then it's also, I think I said it in our first episode. I can't overstate how much, how perfect the title is because it's called Catharsis of Sufferance. Uh, yeah. That's insanely <laughs> on point for Angel. It's so perfect. So good. And I just, I can't get over how amazing and perfect it is. So I just love yeah. it. Have you ever listened to the whole song? No, on the I have not. It's only good. the, yeah, only the I intro. I used to listen to it all, all the time. That that <laughs> album that came out with, um, which was basically like, it had a collection of orchestral, or not orchestral, but like instrumental tracks from the show mm. like action and stuff like that but then it also has like christian kane's song oh, that he sings yeah. and there's a song the lauren singing like uh yeah. yeah like it has a bunch of That's those fun. it's fun and and they have the main title song at the top so I yeah i didn't know lot. that that existed i had the like buffy soundtrack but i didn't know that yeah. what you're i didn't i've never heard of that what you're talking about i think it's i think it's like live Live free, die forever, or something like that. I can't remember the name of these. That's silly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something ridiculous. Um, she's so she says she'll give him a private screen. Oh, yeah, she says she'll give him a private screening of the episode she didn't win the Emmy for. I always took this as like a weird flirting, like the episode that has sex in it. Well, no. Like, <laughs> Like, you want to come watch this racy episode that I didn't win the Emmy for? Here's the thing. I'm imagining this show, because they said it was on for, like, nine and a half years. So I'm imagining this show like a Friends-style sitcom. And and she also says that she started the show when she was 14. Oh, never mind. So she's, like, (laughs) 24 or 26. And so... I retract. I retract. So I I guess she must be, like, 26 if yeah. the show is on for nine and a half years and then it's been like a year and a half since it ended. So yeah. regardless, I just was sort of like, if this is a friend's style show, like which of the actresses are you supposed to be kind of like, because some of them got nominated every single year. And I'm like, right. are you just going to have him over to watch the entirety of your show that you never right. won an Emmy for? <laughs> like, what are we what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. That's why I always took it as like the episode I didn't win the Emmy. I, I always took it as like a euphemism, like the the thing that was too racy for Emmys or something like that. Oh, but, yeah. I hate that. But, but <laughs> it's yeah. Especially if she was 14. I'm like, never mind. It's I don't it's probably just some dumb weird thing. Like, who the fuck wants to watch their own yeah. show? So I don't know. Well, it's that's a weird the thing too, line. because it also is directly contradicted by later when she doesn't stay for her premieres. Or yeah. like the premieres, and I'm just like, why? 
like why such a weird yeah, yeah it's all know. it's all really bizarre it's such a weird thing it's such a weird flirtatious thing because it sounds very braggy yeah like even though she didn't win the emmy it's like i like watch, come the, watch me yeah but the and the like implications are like well i was in a tv show and i was nominated for an emmy from that tv yeah. show and it's like what are you doing lady? also she already likes angel because he doesn't care about those things why on right. earth like i don't know when it just doesn't go, make yeah. sense like like it's if weird. she had been like why don't you come over and we can watch bodyguard like yeah. <laughs> that works that's flirtatious yeah. and that works She's like, you know this the this movie that this episode's based on? Let's yeah, watch that one. Let's do that. Um I love that Cordelia reacts to him turning her down. Yeah. I can't take your case. Are you insane? <laughs> I mean, a <achoo>. two. <laughs> um and then Cordelia fakes a vision. Oh no. Not now. Oh. <sighs> What's this I see in my vision? Oh! It's a figure. A woman. It's Rebecca. She's in danger. Terrible danger. Uh, Angel shows up to save Rebecca, which also is just like, did it, he went back on his word. He was just like, actually, yeah, I want to be around her again, which is just like, why? What is, what is Yeah, this? so that's, okay, that's something that I actually have kind of a huge problem with in this episode because it's like, he doesn't want to do these things seeming, he doesn't want to help her and like be her bodyguard seemingly because... He he already likes her and he doesn't want to get too close. Right. But then he has absolutely zero willpower and follow through and he immediately goes to spend more time with her. And, and then he spends the night at her place. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It doesn't. Angel's lack of willpower, willpower yeah. is a problem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a problem. Um, he shows up. Another issue that I have too, not to like berate on this episode, but another issue is... He has trouble fighting some stunt double. I'm like, one punch should yeah. knock this guy out yeah. from Angel. Like, yeah. I don't. Maybe he could sense he was human and he was like pulling his punches, but that like that's requiring me to do a lot of heavy lifting on my yeah. end that it doesn't really <laughs> check so out. Weird. Um, I also um, don't know if that did we skip past the scene where she is like getting Botox or getting something waxed on no, her that's, face. That's, that's la- next. That's later. Okay. <clears throat> um. Rebecca sees that Angel doesn't have a reflection. She's not scared. Um, after everyone leaves, Angel's still there lurking, and she figures out he's a vampire. Mm. He makes a funny joke because she's like talking about Gary Oldman being a vampire, yeah. and he says, Frank Langella was the only performance I believed, but... Look, <laughs> Gary Oldman <laughs> is so perfect as Dracula. <laughs> that movie is beyond reproach. Yeah. That movie is so good. Like, so, so good. And I think all, we've talked about it on here before. I love it. It's my favorite. I haven't seen, like, every Dracula, but it's my favorite one that I've seen. I think Gary Oldman is absolutely fantastic. And I love all of the, like, in-camera effects. Because, like, there's, mm. almost, there's like, it, that was made in, like, 1994. There's, like, or 92 even, maybe. There's no, mm. like, computer effects in it. It's incredible. It's so incredible. <laughs> Do not besmirch the good name of Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, Cordy and Wes talk about Angel's curse. This is interesting mm-hmm. because Cordy's nervous that Angel is staying, or he stayed overnight, and she's like, "But you know, he can lose his soul." And Wesley. It's pointed out this early in the show where Wesley's like, no. Angel's moment of true happiness occurred because he was with Buffy. You realize how rare that is? True happiness? They don't hang on it too hard and they kind of keep alive the idea that he shouldn't have sex until season five. But yeah, it's sort of unreal. Yeah, they they, de- they they at least address it here where it's like, no, no, no. It's not just like we said before. It's not just you come and then you lose your soul. <laughs> right. I just sort of because that's the other thing too. I- I like don't want to get too deep in the weeds with what I'm about to say because I just you know what why do we want to do this? But like, <laughs> you literally cannot tell me that he's not masturbating sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, that's ju- you can't just ejaculate your soul out. It's so insane. Like that's not what's gonna do it. Like just well, ejaculating, it's not gonna do it. <laughs> well, and as we've talked about before, because they're gonna get to a point where we show that he's trying to exist with Darla with a soul. Yeah. 
they do that in flashback and there's no world that they are trying to exist together yeah and not having sex so 100 percent 100 percent in canon has already had it before buffy so he knows yeah i think he's just like well if it's with someone i really like mm-hmm. then that's perfect happiness and it's like no no, no that no. doesn't it's just that not it's work. simply not the same also i'm just i'm now just trying to imagine him trying to make love to darla and she's just like get off me <laughs> like, he's, he's being so basic and she's like where's the torture Oi! yeah that, that would actually be interesting i would that would be a funny scene yeah <laughs> um cordy and wes oh yeah so they talk about angel's curse um Cordy shows up. So Cordy shows up at Rebecca's place with a cross on her neck. It's, it's like three funny. feet long. It's it is so comical. So funny. <laughs> Cordelia, you're here. And you brought a cross. And along with three double half calf non fat skinny lattes. And a cross. Well, judging by the outfit, I guess it's safe to come in. Evil Angel never would have worn those pants. It's also, I was, I was, this is not super related, but I was just thinking about this today where I was like, Trying to think of like the physics and mechanics of crosses with vampires. Okay. Because because vampires uh like recoil. Like they're or they they like go back when they see it and they're scared of it. And it doesn't make sense for people like Spike and Angel to be like that. Mm-hmm. Unless today I was thinking about it, I was like, unless they exude like massive heat. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Instead of them just being afraid of it, I think it's more like because it burns them when it touches them. I think it's like pointing a like 5000 degree heater directly Mm. at someone. And it's just like you don't want to get too close to it because you don't want to catch fire or burn. Maybe I always sort of I guess I never really thought about it. But if I had to pinpoint what I imagined, it was that they were recoiling from the like prospect of pain. True. That's true. Yeah. Because if it just like yeah, if know. it just like put out an aura, I feel well. Because I was, I feel like how do you walk past a church? The crosses on top of churches like are so huge. That's what I mean. Because I, I I was wa- I was watching. I had to look for something, and I opened the scene where Buffy's sick and Angel attacks her in season two, mm-hmm. and the Scoobies are there, and they all pull crosses at Angel and. They're pointing at him, and he's like, recoil. He could easily snap all of their necks. And like Buffy was basically down for the count after yeah. that fight from being sick. And so the, the in that moment was where I thought about, I was like, what are these crosses doing? Because Angel wouldn't give a fuck. Sure. If it doesn't do anything like in the presence, and it's just a fear, like Angel's not afraid of it. So I was like, maybe they exude like this. And then, you know, having more than one pushing all this heat at him, he's like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't hate it. Yeah, it was just the thought process I had. Let us know in the comments if you think (laughs) I'm an idiot. Um, Cordy shows up with the cross. It's hilarious. I love that she knows what Angelus would wear. I mean, yeah. (laughs) She's like, you're you're not Angelus because he would never wear this. He would absolutely have already put on a flowy, silky shirt and leather (laughs) pants because he is nothing if not a dramatic bitch. He's such a dramatic bitch. He's so dramatic. And also just a little bit of eyeliner. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And then, and then we get the scene where Rebecca is being told to uh, to basically do plastic surgery. Okay, here's the thing, because I, I have come around a lot. I I think plastic surgery is largely s- stupid. Um, I have come around a lot on some things. If it makes you feel better about yourself, then whatever. And I'm kind of neutral on Botox and fillers and stuff. But the thing that this esthetician tells her, which is to suck the fat out of your face is so incorrect in order to try to stop aging. The reason why I don't look my age is because I'm a little fat. The fat fills in (laughs) your wrinkles. So like I don't have crow's feet and I don't have laugh lines because I'm a little fat. 
And there's youthfulness to the weight around your face. Yeah. Like, if you make yourself gaunt, you're only aging yourself. I just, like, it's absolutely unbelievable the lies that we told women in the 90s. <laughs> it's insane. You, if, didn't, she, the, mm. didn't she say something like, and take that fat and put it behind your eyes or something like that? Or I don't know. Fucking, it was weird where I was like, this is a lot for a 24-year-old. Jesus. That's the thing. She's, like, 26 max. And, like, here's the thing. I know that especially in the 90s and the early 2000s, that's absolutely the way it went like yeah when, when you turned 30 your career was essentially over and yeah. i understand that for sure but like it's not really that that much that way anymore like yeah you don't turn 30 and your career's over it's like you just open up new roles and everything but yeah. that is absolutely insane advice to give to a 26 year old like it's so insane it's so like that's how you end up with like heidi montag it's i feel like really terrible I feel like it the it, it the only purpose it serves is obviously that's what people were saying um then and now yeah. to a degree um but I think it also serves like the why she mm -hmm. wants to be a vampire. Um, no, absolutely. But it, it sets up it the also, episode for sure. It seems weird because it's she doesn't seem it's the it's the dichotomy of her character where she doesn't seem to want any of this. She's mm -hmm. kind of like Cordelia where I'm like she's she's doing all the things like wanting to get the roles and and fading into uh, obscurity but she doesn't seem to genuinely want to be a famous and an actress um, so i think i do agree with you i think part of it is that if she did start acting on this show when she was 14 she's literally never done anything else she doesn't have any skills what what else is she gonna do right you know yeah. there's like nothing she else yeah. she presumably she got her ged you know in the behind I, the scenes of the show i think the problem with it that i have is that she if they were more accurate to her wanting to stay young and wanting to get these roles mm -hmm. then the chemistry the quote-unquote chemistry between her and angel wouldn't make sense because it's like yeah she's just like obsessed with herself like why what does angel see in her but then like making none of that up front and center yeah and just be like between them and then the twist you're just like oh okay i guess that works but like when you dig too deep you're just like she doesn't seem to want this so why does she even want to be young forever and yeah I don't know, it's, it's just kind of messy a little bit it's all very strange also what is the like what's the longevity of you staying young forever even if you became a vampire you realistically only have like 14 years left before people start like you like I could believe you could be 40, you know, like right. you could get to 40 and still look like you were when you were 26. That's as far she'll as she'll have I'll, to be like, I'll let um, you go. She'll have to be like, what's his name in Eternals where he was just kept pretending to be the son yeah. of the son, the son, the son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I just sort of am like, I don't know, like nobody who does this ever thinks it through where it's like I, right. a normal person could become a vampire because no one would miss me like no like right. nobody in the public eye would miss me my family would hopefully right, miss yeah. me but i wouldn't be missed by the world you know what yeah. i mean and so, so you it's could like just pop around and be exactly. like oh I'll just a random person move all around during my life and like every 20 years i'd pack up and move somewhere else but yeah she can't do that because she's recognizable and she even says at the end of the episode she's like she'll be 22 forever like raven will always be 22 that's the character she plays but i won't be and right you know a lot of people who act i think like that because they're like i'm immortal this way you'll you'll everyone for the history of time will always be able to go back and look at what i did and who i was when i was younger but she's really taking it to a nihilistic place where she's like i'm never going to be young again and so therefore i'm I'm less valuable. I want to be young, yeah. Yeah, which is like absolutely what actresses get told all the time. It's just, right. I know it not to be true. So right, well, and yeah, <laughs> and I think the the problem comes with like if you if you approach the story with that, yeah, because the, the it seemed to be very like she was lonely and and that was where they went, but then they kept filling the story with her not getting roles and yeah. her being um obsolete and mm -hmm. all these things, and it's just like if you really hammer on that then it's just like why is angel even giving her a second thought yeah absolutely um and then angel and rebecca chat about 
the fact so she gets told she doesn't get the role mm-hmm. and then angel and her talk about it they also invites- talk about it while she's on the treadmill which is also terrible for aging your face <laughs> She's doing all the wrong things. All the wrong things. You should be doing like an elliptical and Pilates <laughs> or swimming or something. It's the like, it's the really heavy, like up and down. Oh, it makes like your face your go up and down. Oh, it's boy. It's bad for you. My Look dad looks this. older than he is because he was a lifetime runner and he did it so much he had to get both his hips replaced. See, now I feel better about stop stopping running. Yeah, don't run. <laughs> get an elliptical machine. Go for a walk even. Take up swimming. All of that is better for you than running. And also running is really hard on your joints because it's a high yeah. impact exercise. Yeah. No, thank you. Everybody's like, running is so great because all you need is a pair of shoes. And I'm like, first of all, no. <laughs> and pain for the rest of your and life. And it's, it's horrible. I did one season of track in high school. Uh-huh. And I would rather die than run again. It's truly horrible. The worst experience of my life. I liked I liked the experience of running um, when I was like finally in it. But then I just fell out. I yeah. was like, my no. my shins were hurting all the time. Yeah. And- I get crazy shin splints and I have flat feet. Yeah. It's just not for me. <laughs> no good. Um, Angel is her bodyguard. He saves her in the alley. And Rebecca calls out Oliver for... Uh, setting it all up basically i honestly believe that he initially was trying to kill her Um, i think he i think he's because that car was going like he didn't account for angel that car was going for her sure Um, do you think it just would have made him more important like get his name in in the papers I think it would. <clears throat> I think there's like royalties and contract mm. things involved with you sure. know actors dying, and I think he was like she's worth. And then the the ninja guy who broke into her house, like he he didn't account for Angel. And then I think once Angel was a permanent fixture, sure, because she didn't. He Angel like we talked about. Angel just showed up. Yeah, he told randomly. her no. So yeah. like he didn't think anybody would be there. So like the first two attempts. I think were to take her out and mm. reap the money. And then there were blanks in the alleyway when he knew Angel was involved. And I yeah. think he was like, okay, well, let's just see if we can get publicity out of this. And that's when she was like, wait a minute. And yeah. he's like, oh, you got me. I definitely wasn't trying to kill you. It was just, I love you. Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. Also, that's really creepy and gross. Like, is. is she your only client? How are you spending enough time with her that you fell in love with her? Also, when did you fall in love with her? Because she's been on the show since she was fourteen. I well, I don't. I think he loves her because he's gay. So I think he loves. Oh, her. he is gay. That's right. I forgot. I I think he just loves her as a you know person. Like okay. he just cares for her. That's fine. Um, I still don't like it. <laughs> for anybody who forgot, he's the guy in the episode one who hits on Angel, sort of. Yeah. Um, Wes and Angel talk about the killer being fake. Angel figured it out before Wes. It's funny. I like that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Where Wes is like, you'll never guess. <laughs> uh, Cordy and Rebecca go on a shopping spree. Um, okay. Woof. <laughs> woof. Thanks for coming. I'm so glad you could find a time. <laughs> oh, you were being serious? Because big important stars ask me out for lunch and a shopping spree like all the time. In my dreams. <laughs> I think this is a real miss for Cordelia's character. Yeah, I see what I what I wish it was, and I talked about this on Slayer Fest also. I wish Cordelia was fangirling over someone she like like the way I would over a composer or actor mm-hmm. that I cared about. Yeah. And I would like be so excited and not know how to speak because like if I was Walking with Sarah Michelle Geller and we were shopping, yeah. I would be like, "Oh my god, I don't, I don't know how to speak. I don't <sighs> know what to say. You're amazing." Well, like I would freak out. But mm-hmm. if it was just some celebrity that I didn't know and I just knew they were famous, I wouldn't yeah. really give a shit. And I feel like that was the miss for me, at least, is like Cordelia. I'd love to see geek out about someone who shaped her childhood as opposed to just like geeking out over someone famous. Well, so it kind of seems like she did watch the show. Cause yeah, the, she did. Yeah, at the beginning, she was like, I wanted to go picket the studio when they canceled it, but yeah. I like didn't have good tennis shoes or whatever. But at the same time, I do feel it's one of those things where it's like, I, I like absolutely refuse to meet James Marsters. I think I would, yeah. I don't, I just don't think I could do it. But no. I think I could meet Sarah Michelle Geller. 
You know what I mean? And there's yeah. also there's like a different brand of celebrity where it's like if I met Judy Greer, I think I would lose my I think I would simply pass away because yeah. she's so cool. But like if Angelina Jolie was in front of me, she's like too famous. Yeah. To Like, I think I think I would just be like, you're a cool person. Like, you know, whatever. But it's that's the I think that's the difference where it's like I I think there was like a disconnect there because I think she should have been acting like as if I were meeting Angelina Jolie where right. I'm just like, wow, it's like, really, I'm like really into this. Like you're very cool and like whatever, but she is, it's as if like, if she were like 14 now and meeting a member of like BTS, right. you know, where, or like when we were young meeting a member of the Jonas brothers and I'm just sort right. of like, that's not who I feel I, Cordelia is. Also, she's been around rich, famous people her whole growing up. This shouldn't be so intense. That's what's weird for me is like Cordelia, I think it's adorable and I love what she's doing. Like I think and 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 it's exactly how I would react. Like for instance, uh there was a there was a time when I was out here coming out of a movie theater and Bear McCreary, who's a <gasps> famous composer, what? was standing outside waiting to go in and I like melt like I I got flush and sweaty <gasps> and I it was him and his wife and his brother and a couple other people. I'm a weirdo who knows all the people in his life and <laughs> I'm like, how do you know so, what his brother looks like, Trevor? Yeah. <laughs> well he he used his brother to play and play songs on Battlestar Galactica a lot. Okay. So um and they did music videos and stuff. So anyway, uh we, we I like I saw them and I like cinched up and then just like walked outside and I told one of my really good friends who was at the theater with me, I was like, oh my God that's Bear McCreary. Bear McCreary's name. He's like, and he knows what Bear McCreary means to yeah. me. So he was like, fucking go in there and talk to Bear McCreary. Are you crazy? He's right there. And I, was I like, just I can't. don't I'm think nervous. I can do it. No. And so that's what happened. He goes, no, fucking go in. So I walked in and I walked right past him, went in the bathroom, stood there like an idiot, <laughs> pretending like I was going to the bathroom because for some reason Bear McCreary was paying attention to me. Sure. And then I walked out and then left. Yeah. And didn't talk to him. And I was like, I couldn't do, I just could not I could not go talk to this person, whether it's yeah. the fear of your hero being, you know, like awful to or you, yeah. yeah. So like or a, yeah. whatever it is. It's like I I totally identified to bring it back to Angel, identify yeah. with the way Cordelia is acting if they had tied her her fawning over Rebecca in the whole episode about Rebecca's importance in her life sure. as a, instead of her being just famous. You're totally right because it was just a throwaway comment about Cordelia being like upset that the show got canceled at the beginning. Right. And like similarly to that, I was at a restaurant once where Alton Brown was also eating and I love Alton Brown. I think he's mm -hmm. fantastic. He's one of my favorite celebrity chefs. And I, I, guess, I, see, I don't actually think he is a... I don't think he went to culinary school. But regardless, I think he's really good. I think Good Eats is like a really good show to watch if you're trying to learn how to cook and like learning yeah. about like the chemistry and stuff about it. But I, he was there with his wife and his parents. And I was like, I absolutely cannot go interrupt his lunch. He's just trying to eat with his family and he doesn't need some freaking idiot that lives in Orlando just like, right. <laughs> like interrupting him. And I, I, I physically also couldn't do it. And he is obviously not as famous as Bear McCreary, but wow, that's yeah. fantastic. I'm like, I wish that you had said something to Bear McCreary. Yeah, I, know. I, think, I, I wish that, I wish that somehow retrospectively you would have been like, my friend Kristen really loves yeah. that you use the hurdy gurdy uh, in the music <laughs> for Black Sails. <laughs> What's and then the funny texture to the story is like I had I had talked to Bear McCreary online at multiple occasions. Okay, so like yeah. he used to run his website. This is a total side tangent, but he used to run his website back when he was uh, younger in his career, and and I was able to kind of like follow everything he was sure. scoring. Now yeah. he scores everything, so, so many I just things. can't. Yeah, but um, like I did this Bear McCreary theme Christmas song where I used a bunch of themes from his shows and did oh, it. Fun. And he responded. He was like, "Oh, this is really great." And then I posted a video of Emma on Facebook dancing to one of his songs ah. and she, her asking for more of it back when she was a baby and he was just like oh and he shared it on facebook so like there was this whole thing where i was like i could talk to him online yeah. and it's very easy but then the moment i saw him no. in person i was like oh god <laughs> i literally can't do it because i do the same thing with you know we haven't met him on the show yet but like i have you know talked to uh jrs richards on twitter like mm -hmm. a decent amount 
And but again, I think if I if I stumbled upon him in person, I just I just couldn't. And I think that's the thing that's so different, which kind of ties back into the episode where it's like there's certain people that like like you said, really mean a lot to me, like like Amy Acker. I don't think I could keep my cool around Amy Acker. Mm -mm. And I just but like they don't mean a lot to like the world at large in the same way that like. If I met, you know, I don't know, a Kardashian or like I said, Angelina Jolie or like anybody like that. I'm just like, you're just a person, man. Like you've got an overblown sense of yourself because of the outside world. But I I think there's just some weird disconnect where it's like the I could meet the ultra famous people and be kind of okay, But the people who are special to me, I would lose my mind. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, so, so back to yeah, Angel, exactly, that's, you're that right. would be great if that's what Cordy was excited about. Yeah. Um, and it would also be such a great character thing for her. Yeah. Um, I also conversely, sorry, one last thing. I also conversely think I could meet Sarah Michelle Gellar and be okay. I, I would just die. Because she's fr- she's more famous. A friend of mine like saw her at... Um, uh, at uh, like a mommy and me thing okay. back when early earlier. Yeah. And uh like when her kids texted, were little. Yeah, and texted uh me and my wife like, oh Sarah Michelle Geller's here and I just like Stacy I couldn't sp- I couldn't even talk on the group chat. I was just like I didn't know I felt like I was like right there and I was like I don't know how to respond to That's this. So funny. <laughs> this is too much. Um so there you go. We're big geeks. Um <laughs> and then and then the scene ends with her pumping Cordelia for info about Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca and Angel talk about a bunch of they talk about everything and nothing. It's all it's kind of just like a pointless scene to get to her drugging Angel. Yeah. Um, Cordy tells Wes about accidentally telling Rebecca how exactly to take Angel's soul away. Yeah, which is funny. I also well, it's like I think she says it's it's how to make him make or have him make her into a vampire but like in doing so she also let slip about how to like make angel like a little more palatable to the idea yeah i don't know it's like there's if you want to be a vampire that bad just like go find a vampire go find a vampire like why does it have to be angel i think i think the reasoning like it's it's smart that they didn't show us the conversation between cordelia and rebecca because i think it would get too into the weeds with plot holes where you're sure. like, why is Cordelia not picking up on this? Yeah. Why are you saying that part? Um, so they they leave it up to your imagination. And I think the reasoning behind it is Rebecca knows that, because An- she knows vampires are bad, mm-hmm. but Angel's different. And so she wants Angel to do it. So she's not a bad vampire, hopefully. Like that's her idea. Which is not how it works. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't the soul doesn't. <laughs> I don't think that math checks out. <laughs> um, and so then Rebecca poisons Angel, um, and it gets real, like so fast. What are you doing? Big decision, Rebecca. Eternity. <laughs> you need to taste what it is you're really asking for. Yeah. It's funny because when he starts getting rough, mm-hmm. I at first I think it's Angel being angel trying to show her this isn't what you want and then it turns it turns a corner like when he starts pouring blood down her throat i'm like that's a lot man so but then even angel's just like what am i doing oh god but then like it's him slowly being taken over well i think actually i think angel with a soul would be angry enough at this to do that to her because there there is a very specific flip it, and yes. it's after he does that. So I actually think that's just Angel doing that, pouring the blood all over her. Doing the blood, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I think, yeah, I think he's in the, and that's where the whole discussion comes in because obviously it's stupid that drugs would make his soul temporarily leave his body. Yeah. And that's, and I think you and I mostly agree um, that that's not what's happening here. Right. Because Wesley's just like, it's just a temporary illusion. It's like, you don't, have an illusion that you don't have a soul right like, you either have a soul or you don't it's not sitting in the corner waiting for your drugs to wear off so also if that were the case they would use this in season four instead yeah. of what they do so here's the thing too i kind of want to tie this into the episodes of buffy we just talked about with riley yeah kind of going through withdrawals from the drugs that the initiative is giving him because it kind of feels samey to me where it's like 
if what we're talking about is that it's just lowering all of his inhibitions, then I feel okay about it. Because for me, like if this is just the stuff that's under the surface that he would be doing anyway, if he didn't have the guilt of the, of his conscience and his soul, I I like that. But the yeah. fact that it's like mimicking Angelus specifically is a little more dicey to me. I think the reason it works and it does technically does like it's just a plot hole and we're yeah. trying to put a lot of a lot of thought into making yeah. this work. I think the reason it can work is based on what we've said this whole time which is there is no difference. Right. There isn't Angelus and Angel. Angel just doesn't take responsibility for what he did as a vampire. Right. He's feels guilty and ashamed, quote unquote, but like I mean, he does. He he he's definitely like feels bad about yeah. it, but it's still underneath. And we see in season two that it, there is a, a darkness to Angel yeah. that he has to fight. And I think that is also an interesting story to follow. I think it is something of note to and to praise yeah. that he has this darkness and he fights against it constantly. Yeah, absolutely. To be a hero. I think that's interesting. Um, but it does point out like, this uh, basically the soul acts as inhibition. Yeah. And, you know, with the soul, the inhibition is automatic. And without the soul, there is none. And so I yeah. think this, this, like you said, this removes the inhibition the way this having no soul removes inhibition. And so he acts the way he acts as Angelus, but he's still the same sure. person. If you follow that, that mindset, mm -hmm. like he's the same person both sides, then. Yes, the drug taking away inhibition makes him act at his raw being. Yeah. Or like I would say at the very least it makes him act like like Liam, just slightly crueler because he is right. a vampire now. And so that's kind of the thing where I'm like I I I do like it. It is a weird plot hole that it's just like any kind of sort of chemical imbalance it because we see him drink alcohol yeah. and that's a sort of samey thing. But also like in order to tie it to the Riley stuff, it's like, this is you're this is not a different person. All of this is is what's lying slightly under the surface of your yeah. actual attitude and behavior and who you are as a person. This is always simmering under there. The yeah. only reason that we're seeing it right now is because you took a Xanax or whatever. Right. And and that I think is it's really fascinating. To especially like you mentioned going forward into season two it's a really interesting notion that this is angel all the time but the soul gives him just enough guilt that he doesn't want to do more things that he'll have to atone for later right yeah it's think, interesting yeah. it's a shame that they don't because the show doubles down on the angelus yeah. is a different person mm -hmm. than angel especially after he comes back from being Angelus in season four. It's yeah. just like, no, no, you were just Angelus. And it's like, this is a much more interesting take. Yeah. Like, and I think it would have been cool to watch him go down this journey. Also, how much longer are we going to deal with that as an excuse? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know. It's just like, come on. <laughs> how many times? Fool me six times. Yeah. Um, And then, but I will say, regardless of the Angelus and Angel separation because that's definitely the story they're trying to tell i do love angelus i think yes. angelus is so fucking fun and he's so much more fun on angel he's he's just he eats up the scenery mm -hmm. every single time he's on the camera i'm just like let's get to it man this yeah. is fucking this is exciting well, i think he gets more he gets more of a chance to breathe without being like an over-the-top comical villain kind of where yeah. I mean he's definitely scary in season two of Buffy but it's also he's so over the top villainous that there I yeah. mean it, and it I'm sort of contradicting myself as I say it because it is pretty thoughtful on Buffy yeah but I think it's even more thoughtful on Angel the yeah. way that they approach it and and the way he's able to perform it and I think the way that he starts being very personal with his like attacks yeah. and barbs and like the things he says especially in this episode it's very interesting i think it's interesting too because you get the foundation of passion which shows how fucking twisted this demon is yeah like passion is a whole other level of evil it's not just the master trying to get out or spike 
trying to win or right. um, any other villain trying to do anything. Like that was such a personal calculated attack that hurt everybody yeah. and you watched him take pleasure in it. So you get that and you're like, oh my God, this is evil. And then you get to experience him being like the master and mm -hmm. like just being all into it and dancing around and just like eating it all up. And yeah. I think that's what makes it really fun is like, you know, he's evil and you know he's going to do shit. And so you can have fun when he's having fun. And then you're like, but don't fucking. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't stop do having really fun. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really, it's a fun line to toe. And you can tell David Goyanis has a lot of fun when mm -hmm. he gets to do that. I think that's my favorite part about it is like he's very good at it too and yeah. i think I, I think i've said it before because i i've watched all of bones more than once i think he he doesn't get enough credit for how actually good he is at acting yeah. and i i think because the angelus moments are like few and far between you don't really get enough of him being really sadistic and like creepy yeah. And he also, because Buffy is a melodrama and Bones is a drama drama, he gets a lot more like nuanced emotion, I think, on Bones than he yeah. does on here. It's like a lot more over the top, like yeah. emotion. So it's just it's just a little different. But I do love these moments where he gets to be Angelus and it's so good because yeah. it's like the good type of over the top. Yeah. Like he it's absolutely so would be acting like that. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really hilarious. Um, and then, so they, they face off with him and it, here's another example of, um, of the power difference being wrong mm. in his fight with the ninja guy, because he struggles with the stunt guy that's trying to kill her in her apartment, but throws Wesley across the room. Like yeah. he's a rag doll. Yeah. Like I was like, guys, you're, you're doing different power strains in, in the same one episode. episode. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> It's insane. And then Angelus digs in. He d digs into Wesley. Yeah. What happened, Wes? Did you suddenly grow a pair? Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, that's the whole root of your inferiority complex. Well, good news, Wes, old boy. You don't really have an inferiority complex. You're just simply inferior. Wesley, no! Um, and then he really digs into Cordy. What do why don't you just, 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 Line! Of course, a time will come when Torvald is not as devoted to me. You were really, let me tell you, bad. Stop it. Why? <gasps> you didn't. I mean, I've been to hell, but that was so much worse. <laughs> it's so good. It's he also so even like because she Line. Is, she is overpronouncing Torvald, yeah. and so he does it even more. It's so very funny. It's very so funny. funny. I like smile in that. It's so yeah. funny. Um, and then and then so here's another. So Cordelia does this whole performance about um doing holy water and mm -hmm. all that stuff, and I think this is a really good indicator of Cordelia is not a bad actor mm -hmm. Cordelia is subconsciously choosing to be a bad actor because she doesn't want that life yeah like she has the ability and if she put her mind to it that's what she would be out doing she yeah. would get an agent she would get auditions and she would be killing it because she can do this thing but and she she's doesn't hot. want to and she's hot <laughs> right like you have everything going for you but mm -hmm. she doesn't want to and that's why she's so drawn to Angel Investigations and by the end of season one she's just like oh this is my purpose yeah um, which is great. And then they wake up. He, Angel wakes up in chains and uh, they're mad. And Cordelia calls him out because oh, she's yeah. like, Angelus is being honest with us. Mm -hmm. Like he might be evil, but like that's what you actually think, which is another like, yes, Angelus and yeah. Angel are they. She and she doesn't let him off the hook. She's no. not like, no, I know that's Angelus. Like he does. He and you are different. It's like, no, that's who you are. That's you stripped of Angel is Angelus. And like that's just fucking be honest with me yeah. asshole i mean it's fall I, in love <laughs> i think it's very this it's it's very samey to like if anybody is like gets really angry or like violent or like really sad when they get drunk like yeah that's kind of your real personality you're you're putting yeah. something on the rest of the time that the alcohol is removing like it's right. removing your mask and so it's like 
he is just wearing a mask all the time. Like he knows that's there just under the surface. We know that's there just under the surface. And seemingly Cordelia knows that's there just under the surface. But it's like the writers don't know. And I'm like, yeah, if all the rest of these people know, including two of the characters that you've written, how do you not know right. that this is what you're writing? It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's it's a shame that they had to stick to it so hard. Yeah. It's it's literally it feels like it's just to make the Buffy and Angel stuff work. Yeah. And and that is so infuriating because it, you have you have created this humongous plot hole in your entire universe simply because you don't want to let go of this relationship that isn't even endgame. Right. Yeah, it's like absurd. it's not It's, it's absurd. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah. Um, but it's like, luckily you can live, even though they wrote it with that, you can still live with the headcanon. Of course. And, and, you know, arguably actual canon of the fact that Angelus and Angel are the same because Angel knows it. You know, Angel knows it. Yeah. And he, and even though he says it, like, it's all like everybody else knows it. There's just people saying that's just a different, but nobody's like. Nobody's saying it about anybody else, so it's yeah. all clearly character driven and like it's easy to kind of make it truth. Yeah. Um, but that's it for this episode. That's eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're about to go on a fucking ride, man. Woof. <laughs> yeah, we are. Woo! I'm excited. You're, this is I want to apologize to all the uh, Elysian Fields people. They they got on us a little bit about um, me giving Buffy a hard time. Or I think it was both of us, but I, th- I think it was mostly yeah. me. Um, yeah. I'm about to give Buffy an extremely hard time. Yeah. So buckle <laughs> In a couple up. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Buffy comes to town, it is going to be rough. Yeah. In, in Kristen town. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think I've seen them talk about it about mm-hmm. her being out of line though. It's um, so out of character. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We'll, we'll, uh, but yeah, next next week's episode will be where the wild things are, which hopefully will be a short episode <laughs> of us. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll get into Faith coming to Angel. Yep. Um, but that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. For now, I'm at Trevor Carley. <laughs> And I'm with my other show at So I'm Watching or my personal account at FiddleDD85. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Bye.